bomb, bomb. Smokey and the brisket, Nikki and Chris will eat it. Tell you if it's great or if it's mad. Two, three, four. Barbecue in T.O. Toronto. Not what it's known for, but that's where we are, so it'll do. Woo! Hello and welcome back to another episode of Smokey and the Brisket, a podcast where two morons talk about Toronto barbecue. I'm Nikki Ashworth, and with me, as always, is... Chris Melito, and we're joined today by our guest diner, Mr... Julian Desati. Julian, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? What do you want to know? That's the question, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, what do I do? Tell Besides me eating barbecue and traveling 45 minutes from the west end to the east end to eat it, uh, I'm, a, I'm a, an actor, I'm a writer, I'm a lover, I'm a fighter. Uh, hmm. uh, but recently I co-created, uh, performed in and show ran uh, a series for the CBC. Is that well, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation? Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, and I don't know if you knew this, guys, but the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation is hip, and they now have a streaming service called the CBC Gem, huh. where you can find all of their programming from Kids in the Hall to my series, which is called Ming's Dynasty. And what's Ming's Dynasty about? Ming's Dynasty is about two hip-hop artists, White Wine and Young Riesling, and they are forced to move back to Young Riesling's small town of Coaldale, Alberta, when his parents' Chinese restaurant runs into some trouble. So it's about two big city rappers trying to make it while they're running a small town business. So while Smoking the Brisket is about two local morons talking about Toronto barbecue, is Ming's Dynasty about two idiots having to run a Chinese restaurant? That's right. Two big city <laughs> slicker idiots trying to run a Chinese restaurant. Uh, they, re they really are maybe the dumbest two people on yes. television today. It's yes. possible. <laughs> it's true. And that's a low bar, let me tell you. <laughs> Uh, but they, they do it really well, uh, they do it in a funny way, so at the very least you can feel better about yourself when you're watching it. I myself have seen the entire series twice through, uh -huh. and uh, Bless your heart. find it absolutely So hilarious. you're the one. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and what, I'm you, kidding. You did some other acting gigs and other showy things. Yeah, tell, tell us um, other, other ways in which our listener uh, base would have heard of you. Yeah, uh, so you. I've done I've done a bunch of stints over the years. Uh, shows like Suits, uh, 11-22-63, Rogue. I'm on a new episode of Frankie Drake Mysteries that'll be coming out. May Day, which is a fun show about... Um, plane crash reenactments where I clash a helicopter pilot. It's all my fault. Oh. And I took full responsibility. Uh, have you been on Murdoch Mysteries? I have a long time ago. Okay, how... So, for our podcast listeners, yes. Julian is, is not exactly like a guy we don't know. He's, he's I would consider him my best friend, and uh, he was my best man at my wedding. Uh, so I know him extremely well, um, and I know that I, along with him, many other Toronto acting luminaries. Yes. And here's my question to you, good sir. Yeah. Is there anyone who we know who's in the acting game who has not been on an episode of Murdoch Mysteries? Uh, I don't think it's possible. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's been around for so many years. It keeps um, Canadians employed. It, it really does, not to the point where I think people are doing it two and three times. I think there's a th certain threshold, I think after maybe like six and a half years, if you have done an episode, they will start bringing you back. They'll just bring you back. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I kind of feel like like we could do whatever, an, was it the night, what? time period is it 1930s no it's a uh, late 1800s late 1800s yeah, i feel like if we century. could do whatever a late 1800s equivalent of a podcast is yes about 
local the Yell- local Toronto yelling things in the street. Oh, I just saw this guy over there, and he's a dime, a real dime. <laughs> That's what Chris calls guys. Was that a, a line? Like, were people Who? called dimes back then? That's new I've to heard, me. I've heard the kids I say I haven't that. heard that one before. Yeah. Not, I thought it was dime. like he was a real 10-piece. Isn't that a dime? I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> hashtag, I don't know. But I feel like Nikki and I should have a spot on Murdoch Mysteries. Well, I think where, where we play two idiots who yell about meat on the and street And then corner. you are the people who die because of trichinosis. <sighs> yes. And then we have to discover who killed you. And hopefully it's not the smokehouse barbecue place that we just went to, whatever it was called. <laughs> what was it called? Smoketown, <laughs> and Smoketown on that USA. Note. And on that note, Nikki, tell us, where do we eat tonight? <laughs> we eat at Hogtown Smoke. They have two locations. Can we talk about why we ended up at Hogtown Smoke? Uh, we offense? can in a bit, but let's okay. give a little bit of information about gotcha. the joint. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's Hogtown Smoke, um, and they have two locations, as Nikki just said, 1959 Queen Street East in Toronto and 55 Colborne Street. If you're trying to reach them by phone, it's 416-691-9009, uh, and they are also available on the interwebs in a couple of different ways. Their Facebook is facebook.com forward town Hogtown Smoke. Smoke and uh, their Did Yelp. Did you say forward yeah, town? Yeah, is it forward slash or you said forward, forward, forward town? town. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Facebook.com <laughs> forward slash hogtown smoke, all one word. Uh, and then they also have an Instagram account, which is the same thing Instagram.com forward slash hogtown smoke. They also have a, a Yelp and a TripAdvisor link, but I'm not going to read those because I'm lazy. No, you don't need to do no, that. No, I'm not going to do that. Who even reads those? Who, who needs it? Um, and so, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, the location that we went to is on Queen Street, uh, just east of Woodbine in the beach. Um, and, uh, beaches. The beach. The be- oh, we're calling it the beaches? I, Our, I can't I know, call I it can't. the beach. R- I can't. Beaches. Yeah, I yeah, cannot. Born and raised Toronto girl, 1982. It's the beaches. It is the beaches. I'm sorry. It is. You're right. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Why'd you do that? It's because the beach BIA wanted me to. Oh. They got to you. They, they got, got to, to you. How much did they pay you? Because <laughs> I who... wouldn't take the money. 20 bucks didn't seem like enough no, to me. No, it was a lot more than that. Oh, fuck them. Milli- millions. <laughs> They're worth millions. It's <laughs> of... worth so much to have It caused millions to change the name. It did. I pro- actually probably did. All the marketing yeah. that they did and yeah. the new stickers for the back of cars. Good point. Anyways, let's not talk about that. Yeah. So we, we kind of accidentally ended up Oopsie. at Hogtown Smoke, as uh, the regular listeners to the podcast, all nine of you would know, um, and th- at least three of those people is Nikki's mom. Um, <laughs> she counts for three people. <laughs> she counts for three people. She does. Um, anyways, those those people who, uh, who know um, and who follow us uh, would have seen a teaser that we were going to um, Greenwood uh, Smokehouse today, but unfortunately Greenwood wasn't open because Taste of the Danforth just happened, and I guess they were closed to sort of like recoup or recover from that, um, so yeah. they weren't open. They had a sign on their door we didn't know. Uh, we tried calling them earlier, they didn't answer, yeah. we thought, oh, it's okay, we'll show up. And uh, we got there, and there was a sign, so we had to go somewhere else. So we just went a little bit further east. Thankfully, Chris has a car. Yeah. So we scooted on down further east to east and, east and south. Yeah, the Hogtown yeah. Smoke. So that's where we ended up. Um, admittedly, not super prepared for this specific particular location. Uh, people who've listened to the podcast before will remember that we've talked about some particular business-related news with regards to Hogtown Smoke and some labor-related news with regards to Hogtown Smoke, and we're not really going to go into that in this podcast again. 
um, because we didn't have an opportunity to talk to the management there, which is something that we intend to do in the future, just you know, maybe clear things up here, their side of the story over some of that stuff. But nonetheless, uh, we can sort of plow through that and just talk about the actual location itself. Controversial. Um, mm-hmm. But before we do that, Nikki, do you want to take us through our social media? It's not at all convoluted, folks. No, the opposite of convoluted. Easy. It's voluted. <laughs> Provoluted. Pro- That's good. Mm-hmm. Right? All right. Yeah. Well, sing along at home, kids. Uh, so we got our email. It's smokybrisketpodcast at gmail.com. Our IG is at smokybrisketpodcast. Facebook is smokybrisket. And our website is smokyandthebrisket.podbean.com. And our Twitter, last but not least, but kind of is because we don't really tend to it, mm. is at smoke brisket that's right smoke brisket not with a y smoke no brisket couldn't get it couldn't get the y because we're just so good at social media that we really planned it very well in advance i plan to troll smoke brisket you know, you know what the you funny gonna, thing is, yeah, is... Troll. are you gonna send nudes i'm gonna send nudes and incel uh <laughs> <laughs> no don't do that no <laughs> oh my god <laughs> And so dogma. Know. You know, the funny thing is... Send us 4chan links? This is the no, first time... Ooh. This is the first time that chan. I've gotten my shit together where I wanted to, like, advertise where we were going ahead of time, and it totally uh, fucking totally backfired. Oh, you jinxed it. Yeah, we're never doing that time, I've, I've tried doing uh, that, and it just didn't work. So uh, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, let's not do we're that. We're done. Guys. It just it's, makes me look like an amateur. Spontaneity is spontaneity, an aphrodisiac, spontaneity. right? Really? No. I don't know, it could yeah, be. It could be, but I made that up. So let's talk about Hogtown Smoke. Let's do it. Uh, first, we always like to talk about the actual location itself. Um, so the down, atmosphere. Down, <laughs> the atmosphere. Down, down in the beaches. Um, the main part of the restaurant is not, the indoor part of the restaurant is not wheelchair accessible um, because there are steps up into it. I think they have a mind the gap. Uh, ramp up into the first right. section, but then yeah. you can't get above that if I'm not mistaken. Um, the backyard, however, which is where they have their patio, is wheelchair. No, no, it's tight. Well, the tables are high, high, though. Yeah, There's no way you can oh, eat. That's right, yeah. So it's not a super accessible location, and the bathrooms are in the basement, and as far as I know, there's no elevator. Like, I can't imagine there would be I can't elevator. imagine no, there is, no. Exactly. And the tables are really high. The They're like those really bar-style yep. tables. Yeah, yeah. So bistro table. Um, I don't know bistro I table. Tried to do a really terrible Italian accent. It worked. I didn't have to sound like Mario. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, so that's it's not great for that. But like decor wise, it's it's it's, it's, it's like a down home country bunker. This is, this is what I we felt... say about every single place we go to. It's like it was country, had some wood. We see the yeah. same things every single there time. Because right? they're all like that. Aside yeah. from um, yeah. Um, the last place. The that last we went place. To. Yeah, Earl's yeah. Court. Earl's Court has was flames a, was everywhere. Like, ooh, concrete yeah. bunker with uh, flames. <laughs> that sounds so perfect. In a basement. And, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I felt like when I walked in, I was going into a Catholic church. Like there were pews. Yes, they do use pews for the seating in the main area. Yeah. Um, and then we were greeted by uh, Melissa. Melissa, who our... is fantastic server. Yes. You know sassy or you know in respect to the podcast saucy oh good one oh um and full of vim and vinegar and, oh, uh, 
and I think she gave us the download pretty quickly on what to get and what not to. I, I always appreciate that in a server. I find I, especially when there's a lot of items on the menu, I get a little overwhelmed. So you kind of want the inside track on, on what to get. Yeah. 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 And being an actor, you've worked formerly as a server. Yeah, yeah, many, many places. And so you know uh, let me tell you, secrets. I lied every time someone asked me what I thought of dishes. Oh, I just okay. lied, lied through right my through teeth. And uh, I still got my 18%, so it doesn't really matter. Good. Maybe list. she was lying. She could have been. She I don't been. I don't know. I think she was too I sassy felt, to I lie. I felt sincere. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say uh, that little known fact, you know that thing at restaurants now where a waiter, like they didn't used to do this five years ago. It's a rarely new, fairly new thing where restaurants, will, waiters will come by and they'll be like, who are the first bites tasting? Yes. Like that specific line. Yes. Or how is it tasting? Yeah. Little yeah. known fact, Julian invented that. I did. The he bites invented, part of it. I yeah. Did. How are the first bites tasting? Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, it's not obnoxious enough to just go into someone and interrupt their meal. It's like, I'm not even giving you a chance to digest it. I'm just going to, the first bites. And uh, yeah. I think it's worked out really well. Yeah. I wonder do, if... Do you get like, well, you get like, like uh, money for that every time someone does it? Uh, no, but every time I do that, an angel gets his wings. Oh, that's <laughs> apparently this this episode of Smoking in the in the Brisket, directed by Frank Capra. That's right. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, Merry Christmas, Smokehouse. Anyway, smoke that's a bad. Uh, no, that was that was okay. That was it's like Jimmy Stewart. He's had a couple brandies, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. That's mm. really what we need. That's the Jimmy Stewart I like to remember. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I liked being outside. Um, the EDM soundtrack music uh, was yeah, that was a little weird. I think it was the the chefs in the back because they have the kitchen door open, and I think yeah. that's what they were listening to. No, it was to? it was playing in the main in the but main I think they were indoor still, area. Was it was still really? for the benefit of them. I think I want to think it was yeah. for their benefit because yeah. I don't know why anyone would just yeah. play that in a restaurant well, normally. Fair warning, Nikki and I have been going to Hogtown Smoke since it opened. Yeah. Um, yes. And eating there many times. I think I ate there once, like three times in a long weekend, which is probably really you bad. You used to like, have a customer card I too. Still do somewhere, but they I don't. don't I don't, I don't think, think they, they take anymore. those anymore. No. But he had like the black card. I did have the black. Uh, it was plastic. Black. It was legit. Platinum. Yeah. 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 So we used to go there a lot, and it has changed. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit later. Sure. Um, but uh, I can always remember it being like the standard, you know, R&B, bluesy, you know, jazzy Yeah, kind that of was music. very different music for them. So that was a little unusual. Not off-putting per se, but just not what I was expecting. Um, but yeah, I thought that was all right. Yeah. I thought Melissa, as you guys said, was pretty saucy and pretty straightforward. She was pretty cool. Our table was slopey. Can I just bring that up? Slopey table. Wiggly. It was, it was wiggly, wiggly and slopey to the point where I was sitting. It was kind of a smaller table really intended for two people, but it was bigger than a square, but like a baby rectangle. So they put me on one side of it and it was sloped downwards. So I felt like I was falling back and I was like, I can't eat like this. So I moved over. Um, to the opposite side, but it really wasn't intended for two people on that one side. I found it really tight and kind of uncomfortable. All right. I just want to point out that my first child's name will be Rectangle, so we can call him Baby Rectangle. <laughs> okay. That's okay. fine. Uh, I, I've, I've put it into the uh, log here that you have on the wall, the ledger, the, the official ledger, the podcast ledger. ledger. Yes. That's, okay. uh, but maybe. the name is going to be spelled like 
the drawing of a rectangle like prince yeah like you're exactly. not actually gonna it's gonna be yeah. baby and then just a rectangle rectangle yeah yeah, yeah. Like exactly yeah. or just a video of uma thurman from uh pulp fiction drawing a rectangle because <laughs> uh, she says don't be a square and, that's right. and then she draws a rectangle and i'm like uh hi how did you not catch that when you oh, were directing the film tarantino quinn didn't go to high school so <laughs> But he makes damn good movies, don't he? Little known fact. Sometimes. Not, actually, this is not a little known fact. This is a true fact. Little known facts are always lies, uh, dear podcast yes. listeners. Yes. Um, but a real fact, his first acting gig that he ever had was on um, The Golden Girls. He played an Elvis impersonator on The Golden oh, Girls. He kind of looks really? like he looks a little Elvis I'd like to see that, actually. I could see him I being... I don't remember if he has lines, but he does the... <laughs> Hip shake, you know. Really? Yeah. I, I'm sure it's on YouTube. I will have to. Look. Oh yeah, I, I'm sure you'll be able to. I'll find have to it. Because uh, still to this day, you can't get the Golden Girls on DVD, which is bullshit. You can't? No, it's not available. What? And it's not. No one's. Well, it might be available on DVD, but nobody's streaming it. Like it's not on Netflix. It's not on anything. It's got to be on DVD though. It's got to it be just, on DVD. They'd be dumb not to make that my money. Heart. But it's, it's, such a it's good show. streaming somewhere. No. Hulu. I, I looked online, literally typed in Golden Girl Stream and nothing well, nothing mm -hmm. official. You're not out. actually typing a keyboard he right there. You're just typing the air above your head. Do you, want, do you want me to press buttons? Yeah, I think you should check right now Oops, yeah. sorry. to make sure. I dropped my phone. But, okay. um, I'm going to do that, everyone. You're going to hear clicking. Well, it's a gold mine that has been untapped. Let's just say that. There. That's, that's Chris typing yeah, in that's, Golden that's actually, Girls Podcast. Actually him typing in. Okay, so here's a website streaming, for... Sorry. Can you get off... GoldenGirlsDecider.com <laughs> says that it's... Oh. Are we really going to do this? Good Girls Decider? What? No, Decider.com. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh no! God, what what is site that? is that? I don't know if I want to know. There's the 10 best episodes on Hulu. Yeah. Then, so it's got to be on Hulu. Oh, oh, I think it might be available on Amazon Prime. So you lied. So you basically wasted uh, like three minutes of our listeners' life. Oh this is what I'm doing for the rest of the week, is I'm watching the, <laughs> the Golden Girls while I work. I mean, not while I work, like, because... There's no possible yeah. way it's online. I looked. Exactly. It's out there. No well, possible it's way. possible that they only just added it, you assholes. Yeah. Get five days later, and it's just like, Thank you for being a friend. And Jenny's like, shut up in there. Down the road and back again. So sad. You have to do the next line. It's, I don't know what it is. Your heart is true. You're, you're a friend right. and a confidant. Your pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party, I'm not <laughs> editing out this part. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the food. Yes. Uh, I say that we start with uh, the ribs. I want to start off with the ribs, ribs. and I want to go to our guest diner, Julian Jean Dezotti, Okay. to give us his take on the ribs. So, the ribs, for me, uh, I, I like the first bites, I have to say. I, I Are we giving point, a point right now? At the end. At the, at end. the okay. end of your review. So, when I, when I took a bite to the ribs, I thought the, the sauce was unassuming but it had enough flavor that i was into it it was uh meaty um it wasn't like stringy or dry but as i got more into it it could have been to the fact that we were sampling bunches of things and i think by the time i got back to it it maybe did get it dried out a bit right so um but for me is you know rack of ribs uh i i, I was happy 
with with that uh, selection. Yeah. Okay, so what would you give it out of ten dirty napkins? Um, I would say eight dirty napkins. Oh, eight dirty napkins. Okay, yeah, all, right, right. all right, all uh, right. Let's go to Nikki. Nikki, what do you think of the Rabs? All right, this is a tricky one for me. Uh, so Chris mentioned that we used to go here a lot, uh-huh. um, and we haven't been in years, quite honestly. Like, I, the last time I went was like two years ago or something it's, like that. It's got to be pre-Vancouver. Um, yeah, pre-Vancouver, so at least, yeah. at least two years ago. At least two um, years yeah. And, uh, yeah, I haven't been. So, you know, my expectations were, I would say, high, because I wanted, I was thinking I was going to compare it to the food I recall, and mm. the food I recall I really enjoyed. Um, and especially I loved their ribs back in the day. I did not like these ribs at all. I don't know whether it was just the part I got. It was dry, Mm -hmm. dry, dry. Um, mine were not saucy at all. I don't think there was any sauce on mine anywhere underneath on top. Or just cooked. It had been cooked off. It was just really dry. Um, no fat, super, super lean. Um, mm. So it made it even drier because there wasn't even anything to buffer it um, moistness wise. Um, I also found, and I ate them first too, because I always try to eat the ribs first because they're my favorite. Um, they were a little on the cool side. They could have been warmer. Okay. Um, I don't know if it was just my end because I, I, I got one chunk of an end and you got the other chunk um i just i was really disappointed i just remember them being so much better back in the day and i don't think my memory skewed like i really think they've changed no i, th- I would agree they've with that changed assessment. you know yeah. um so i i hesitate but I'm, I'm gonna give them a six okay that's fair um so that was my initial feeling on it was that these are probably a six and i think the reason why is because the first word that i wrote in my review inconsistent some dry bones but some Mm, fantastic ones right right so like the first couple that i had and i think i had about four bones if i remember correctly um were dry and again like you said no fat um and not super saucy and then i got to the other end of the side and it started just getting better and better Mm. and i ended up with something that i thought was smoked excellent like i thought the the smoky flavor was excellent and was well imbued into the actual meat itself um but i did feel like the bark was a little bit too dry for my tastes um and i was going to give them a six but as it kind of got a little bit better i still give them a seven and i guess part of that is because just in general, a rating of ribs, I would say they're around that number, but also remembering how good the ribs used to be, I can remember them being probably like an eight and a half or a nine. They were very succulent They used before. to be excellent, yeah, and now I feel like they're just not not quite as good on the ribs. See, so and the, and the, the tricky ribs. thing is too, is like I didn't have this like rib, rib taste evolution that you had, right? Like I just had that one bit. I can only go by what I ate, yeah. right? So like for me, it's deserving of the six because that's what I got to taste. Yeah. Had I had the eight bit, I would have rated it an eight. So those are the breaks with, you know, barbecue, unfortunately, is you can have the same piece of meat, but depending on what section you get, mm. it's possible it's not consistent throughout, right. which is a bummer, yeah, right? It is. Um, and it also makes it inconsistent for reviews as well. Yeah. And it gets a little confusing. Um, but also everybody has different tastes, right? So what I might find dry, you might not. And what I might find, I mean, saucy people generally agree on sauce and stuff like that. But like 
bark, the flavor of the bark or the amount of smokiness, that's entirely subjective mm-hmm. stuff. So. And it did have a good flavor. The smoke was there. That is worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, so it had that going for it, but it was just, it was really dry. Like I didn't even want to finish it. Mm, fair enough. What do you, what are your take? Uh, you give us your opinion. Tell us now, maybe please, <laughs> please to be telling us your opinion on the brisket. On oh, the brisket. All right. Let me look it up. All right. It was also dry. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the brisket. Can we talk about what happened to the brisket? What uh, happened? What happened to, what the, happened brisket? to the brisket? No, that's the pulled pork. You're thinking. Oh, okay. You're thinking of the. Okay, you're thinking okay. of Ignore Julian, children. <laughs> he doesn't he know doesn't the difference. Know what he's talking about. <laughs> I do not know. the same animal. Hello. I speak of. Whatever. So, okay, um, Nikki. What do so, you think of the brisket? All right. So the bark was softer um, than I'm used to. However, even though it was softer, it did have these like crunchy, chunky bits that was mostly bits of pepper. I think that saved it for me because if it had the softness without those little crunchy, it's hard to explain something that's like soft yet at the same time has crunchy bits, but that's really what it was. Um, I enjoyed the crunchy bits a lot. It really helped uh, with the body of it and the mouthfeel. I also found this brisket a little dry. So the parts where the fat was and leading up to that fat uh, cap, were better mm. um but i found that as you went down and got to the leaner portion of the meat it was flaky yeah dry. um dry and, and flaky. because it was dry yeah. yeah and and so again not what i remember and i hate to keep going back to it wasn't what it used to be but it really is not what i recall it being so again i was quite let down i did think it was better than the ribs though uh i will give it a seven okay i'm gonna go next on the brisket so I pretty much agree with what um, uh, Nikki said. Tiny bit dry, um, and what and in the dry parts, uh, it was not as soft as I would like it to be. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want my brisket to be soft, but I don't want it to be hard either. And I would say that absolutely the the flavor was good, the, and especially the flavor of the bark yeah. itself was good. And I did appreciate that the bark had the hardness and the softness to it. Um, and I really did enjoy that. Um, but yeah, like I said, you know, it's not as soft as I would like it to be. It was a little bit more of a chew mm-hmm. than I would like a brisket yeah. to be. Like a brisket shouldn't fall apart, but it shouldn't be super hard either. So I'm going to, I want to, I want to say like, cause I don't really usually give half marks. I want to say it's an eight, but like if I'm being super honest, I'm going to say a seven and a half. Julian, what do you what did you think of the brisket? No, I gave it an eight because I think for me it was my favorite out of the meats. Uh, I agree, dry otherwise, but I think because you had the mix of the fat with the meat itself, for me that was sort of the, acted as a counterbalance. And even though I was kind of shocked because usually I, for some reason in my head brisket has always been sliced thinner for me you guys have more experience with barbecue than I do but it did feel like it was cut a barbecue brisket is generally cut pretty thick yeah. except okay. for in some situations like I think if I recall correctly I'm trying to remember the difference between North and, North and South Carolina brisket which again North and, well, South, listen, North and South Carolina are generally por- generally pork not beef right. but um, if I remember correctly, I think the Carolinas, they t- generally tend to more shave that brisket. Um, and of course, if you're going to have brisket at like, say, a Jewish deli or something like that, mm-hmm. then yes, it's, you're going to get a shaved, a shaved brisket. Okay. Yeah, but barbecue brisket is generally cut thick like that. Right. I think maybe uh, I was, I would have, maybe I was used to that and I was expecting that and maybe I would have appreciated that more. Um, but 
Needless to say, it's it was not like the for me. I'm going to use this word because I'm getting two words. Cause I'm obnoxious. The flavor palette was, um, you know, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty full palette. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to actually use that word. For I just those listening on air, this is this is me making the jerk off. That's right. Julie that's flavor right. palette. Please oh, know Chris what... is making a wanking motion. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but if you ever need to go, you know, to talk about Carolina, just go to Carolina in your mind, right? That's terrible. In your mind, I'm going to Carolina. You should be ashamed of yourself for saying what you just said. Uh, what and then you... after that, we'll take a midnight what, train to Georgia. What did you rate it? I gave it, you know, I have to say give it an eight. Oh, you did say it. I'm yeah. sorry. Eight? That's not bad. You did say no, it. But yeah. now I feel like an asshole because you guys are just like. No, but, no, no. But that's, you are this is why... It ain't what it used to be, old argument. But this is like, why we have a guest diner. That's the, good the whole old, point. The good old days make America great again. You know, like just guys <laughs> relax, okay? I thought it was pretty great. <laughs> Uh, and I, I was I was impressed. It was also the first meat I tried, though. So I, I also felt like by the time I got to like the wings or whatever the last things, it was it was already dry and also not very warm. I don't think we, any of the meat was warm. None really. of the meat was piping hot. No, but it's surprising. Um, I myself appreciate that. I do not like piping hot food. I never have I've said this before on podcasts. That's why I've never been much of a soup guy because it always comes out like molten lava, and I don't need that. Right. Um, but the other thing that I would that I would say is that like what Nikki and I have always basically said about this from a rating perspective is that you're you kind of want to think of it as being like compare it to all the other briskets you've had in the past. Mm. Compare it to all of the other food items that you've had in the past and then just compare it as a food item by itself like just how right. did i enjoy eating this as though i'd ever eaten anything in my entire life then i'd give it a four <laughs> that changes because if i'm if i'm if i'm comparing to all these experiences then yeah i mean it's I, much I, I, much lower yes yes but for what it was in that moment i was happy with the experience i thought it tasted well so i like the fat i'm not a person who would just eat normally eat fat i would cut the fat out of something right but i found it was a good compliment to the meat so in that moment an eight but otherwise they can Fifty percent job. There, there are certain barbecue meats where fat is supposed to be rendered throughout the entire yes, meat. Yes. I would say brisket sometimes falls into that category, and this, the fat, and the rest of the meat was pretty much completely separate. That's there was right. A lot of wasn't a lot of rendering throughout the meat, yeah. and that was a bit of a disappointment. But the fat itself was very flavorful. Yes, very good. it was agreed. Yeah, that saved it. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was my favorite part. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, let's go next uh, to another thing. Um, to another thing. To next. another thing. Next. You don't uh, say. I want to talk mac and cheese balls. Um, and I'm. Should I go first on that? Yeah. yeah. So my first note is so crunchy. Yes, that's what I wrote. <laughs> they were and crunchy. They are exceptionally crunchy. So for those who don't know, it the mac and cheese balls are this restaurant's regular mac and cheese recipe with cheese curds mixed into it, and then on top of that a crust of some sort of a breaded bread crusty thing i don't know exactly what it is it but it didn't seem like panko no like it, it wasn't, wasn't it wasn't as crispy as panko no and it wasn't as fall aparty as panko either folly a party folly party i've invented that i went to school with her she was a really lovely person <laughs> folly a party was she was the valedictorian she's, i believe she's pretty cool yeah um weren't you the valedictorian of your school uh yes but i stole the election oh okay yeah, so Illegally, I became valedictorian. I finished third. Did you? Yeah. Behind? 
Chris Bennett and oh. Trishon Martell. Of Wait, course. you guys voted for what valedictorian in your school? What are those guys doing right now? This was a vote? I mean, I, I kind of know no, what No, I think it's... Don't you have the... Is it a vote? No, or the, the teachers average? No, no, in our school it was a vote. I'm trying to remember what? if we got a vote. Yeah. It wasn't in my school. Did I get voted because I wasn't I don't really... know. What do you want from me? We're the I first graduating class of our high school, and they probably just did whatever the F they wanted. Whatever the fuck they wanted to do <laughs> at Iona Catholic See, Secondary been... School. <laughs> like, you Catholic high school, and you I don't mean, say the F I word. I think our valedictorian was based on grades. <laughs> I mean, I think, That's what generally I speaking, it's supposed to be the first in class is the valedictorian, and the second place person is salutatorian. Right. Um, but we didn't do it that way. We had a vote of all of the graduating class and wow. yeah it was it was fine and then actually what's really cool chris was really gracious about it he asked both trishan and i to help him write it so we all kind of worked and then he took the all speech. the credit and then he took all the credit <laughs> um but actually so i'll tell a little bit of a funny story we were told in advance that that whole thing where a graduating class throws their mortarboards into the air yes that the person i'm not going to name names but the person who was in charge of the graduating okay. ceremony penny hardigan no, that's <laughs> our elementary school teacher not a high school no, secretary you, you clown <laughs> or yeah secretary anyways but it was the librarian Shh, don't say names <laughs> the librarian at our old high school i own a catholic secondary in mississauga and uh, she she said there will be no throwing of the hats in the air it's not classy and like she's making what? that decision for the entire graduating class, um, but I wasn't there when she made that announcement. I had to <laughs> go to something. I don't remember what it was, but I was away no. from the school. And uh... so when I got back, they everybody told me like, "Oh my God, you, you have to hear this bullshit." She's saying that we're not allowed to throw our hats, and I was like, "I wasn't there. I'll throw my hat, and everybody else can do it." And they were like, "Oh my God, that would be perfect." So, or maybe it was somebody else's idea. I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. Um, so we had this worked out because Trisha and, and Chris and I wrote the the, the thing together. Oh, mostly Chris's work. Um, at the end of it, he was supposed to say, congratulations, the class of 96. And as soon as he says the class of 96, I said, oh, no, wait, no, sorry, that's not it. He had the last line of the speech, whatever it was, I don't remember. And then I was supposed to stand up and yell 96 and throw my mortarboard in the air. And then everybody would follow and do the same thing. And then later on, when the teacher got all pissed off and was like, I would have been like, oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't there. I didn't know. It was oh, yeah. just spur of the moment thing. Yeah. Um, and I would have got away with it, which is exactly what happened. I did nice. get away with it. Um, so, through, But there was a split second just as I was about to throw my mortarboard in the air after yelling 96 when I thought, oh my god, this is a fucking prank and nobody's going to throw their fucking hats and I'm going to look like an asshole, but that's not the way that it happened. God bless. I, See, that's how I, I thought it was going to go down, which is yeah, why I yeah, prematurely no, laughed. And I, and I winged my mortarboard like into the, ba into the band. <laughs> I'm going to say in the Bay of Pigs. <laughs> not, no, not that far. That would be quite a feat. Your school yeah. was really different, like, guys. I think I hit like one of the floatists or something. I don't know. It was oh, a bad yeah. scene altogether. Anyways, yeah, so that's the thing, that's the thing that happened at my graduation. Oh, yeah. So what are those guys doing right now? Do you know? I haven't the slightest. I mean, I know they're alive and doing things and working. Obviously, and... Chris is plagiarizing other people's work. But <laughs> I don't think he is. <laughs> I don't want to say anything about what he's doing. I don't want to say anything about anything. Let's just say he was treated very unfairly when he had to do a speech, and he did it beautifully. So Mac, back to I the Mac. I was going to say, what about Mac and <laughs> So back to the Mac and Cheese Ball. So crunchy. Um, and they were a nice, like, they were like a spicy bite. Uh, to them, there was like a, you know, like a bite 
that yeah. was in there, some sort of, I don't know what it was, maybe cayenne, a but kick, I don't want to say will. that, but a kick, yeah, a bite, a kick, whatever. Um, and the mac and cheese was retained its amazing creaminess on the inside. I really enjoyed that. It's the type of thing, although I do remember, correct me if I'm wrong, their, their mac and cheese balls used to be big. Much bigger. Yeah, they yes. were like, they were like, I want to say probably two and a half, almost three inches in diameter. Like medium apple. Or like a big Italian meatball. Yeah, a risotto ball. Yeah, they used to yeah, be they much used to bigger. Be big and they made, yeah. they, I don't know why they made spot. I don't really care. Um, but uh, I, I care. I preferred them the old way, but they were still really good, and I give them an eight. Julian, uh, what do you think? What do you think? Well, listen, there's a couple things. First of all, going back to the risotto ball, that's what I'm used to, a big ball. And this was when I saw that... Can we say the price of what that was? Uh, we generally don't talk about price, but not for. I say mid mid yeah, mid teens, okay. And yeah. it was six small balls. Like to me, it was like, come on, like that. That's an insult, okay. So that was the first part that I, I can't say that I appreciated. The second part was it just was trying to be a, a risotto ball, and and it wasn't. The nice surprise in the middle was the cheese curd. That was a, a nice sort of a uh, like a little bit of a gluey, creamy center, which uh, which I, I enjoyed, and I also enjoyed the spice, even though I'm not a spicy fan. But as Chris Walken would say, the spice is gonna break. Um, or is it the spice controls the universe? I the spice controls the universe, <laughs> and the ice is going to break. Damn it! I, and, I, and, I made them, and then I made the mic pop. I ruined it all. Uh, you probably didn't. I got compression on all okay. these mics, so it's probably fine. I got compression. You peaked it. That's for sure. I peaked I don't, it. For I don't, sure. But it's, it got compressed. So. so I'd say outside of the spice factor, which was the nice surprise, and there was the dip that went with it, the mayo... Which mm -hmm. Melissa apparently Smoky did a Chipotle. shot of, of the smoky chipotle. No, no, no. She before didn't she left. do a shot. She says that she does shots. Yes. Anyway, I, I would say uh, seven for the, the mac and cheese ball. Wow, seven that's actually pretty high. Ball. I mean, that's pretty you're, high based on... You're so on, disparaging. You're like, I'm I give it up because of seven. I understand, you know. It, I don't it's... know that it was trying to be a risotto ball. Like, that might be... Let me put it this way. I agree with you that yes. from a Genesis perspective, that's where it comes from. Genesis There's no doubt about that. But whether the person who was making it, who came up with it, was like, I'd like to do my own version of the risotto ball. Right. right. I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily the case. They right, were right, probably right. doing something that is somewhat popular in the U.S. South, the mac and cheese balls. I've seen them on menus places before. Um, but again, I do agree with you that it's definitely yeah. not a risotto ball. It's definitely not as good as that. Not as good as it used to be on the big side but nikki you have some thoughts mm -hmm. um so my first note is mac and cheese balls are fun exclamation mark that's true <laughs> like just will, in general or fun. for juggling just, or just, like, just, what? they're fun they were fun they were a fun food if you will um mm -hmm. and you know i'm echoing chris again with the whole not what it used to be but again it really isn't the same as it was a couple years ago um a couple years ago they were much bigger you got way more bang for buck and frankly, I thought they tasted better uh, years ago. Yeah. And I think that might actually have something to do with not necessarily the recipe changing all that much. Although I don't remember originally the balls having the center cheese glob in the mm. middle. Um, I don't think they had those back then. I don't think they shoved something in there. I think that's new. a new <laughs> They shoved it. <laughs> they shoved it in there. That's something new that that's they didn't used to do before. That's a technical restaurant term. But I think because they were shoved. smaller. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
stuffed. Shackle the word I was looking for was stuffed, which also sounds really sexual. Stuffed. Um, the, um, what was I saying? So because they were smaller, I just feel like they were not as creamy or luscious on the inside because mm. if you have a smaller thing to begin with and then you throw that in the deep fryer it's going to lose a lot more moisture than something that was oh, yeah. bigger to begin with right yeah. so you know i hate to say well you should have tried it back then but it really again i can't it's i can't not contrast and compare mm. to something i ate so many years ago often right, right. um I think they were okay on their own. I'm going to give them a seven. I think for what they were, they were fun. Like I said, they still tasted great. They were definitely hella crunchy on the outside. And I like the contrast between the outside crunch mm -hmm. and the interior that? softness. Yeah. But um, I recall them being a lot more creamy, um, a lot more luscious is the word I would use, a lot more flavorful. Um, mm. So it, it was kind of disappointing, much like the ribs and much like the brisket. It just eat what it used to be yeah and I, I would agree with julian though and we use, we generally don't talk about price too much with regards to this but i would say for 14 or 15 bucks or whatever it that was, was piddly a little bit more than six of those would be it's it almost feels like it's the type of thing where you could get like a basket of them where there's maybe That's like right. 12 or 15 in there for that kind of a price right. and you just can just be like er, and, just pop it in your mouth. and for our listeners they were i would say they were like a little bigger than golf ball size like they they I weren't say they were so, i would say they were golf ball size if not they, small they weren't small, that or even smaller maybe i just don't bit, know how big golf balls so, so are so my question is i in, thought you were a professional golfer is it bites <laughs> were they were they mac and cheese bites or mac and cheese balls do you remember what they said on the menu balls okay so it should have been mac and cheese bites I, that would have uh, i remember we kept saying balls <laughs> that would have equal, equalized my expectations i don't know how the, the proper term but i think balls. i wouldn't have been balls I think that would have been a bit more appropriate, and I think it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have set me up for something that didn't actually. They are listed as mac and cheese balls. Yeah, balls, and yeah. Elbow pasta, six cheese sauce, Quebec curd center, panko, panko crusted. It was panko! Sriracha ketchup and chipotle mayo. <laughs> I pronounced that one really well. I can't believe you were wrong about the panko. I feel like a big fat failure now. Well, they, we, we, they were way smoother than the average panko crusted. They were. They, they were. were. I wonder if, it's possibly I wonder if they broke it up rougher. even more. They might have grinded that, it up. That makes me more. feel better. That's grinded the only panko. explanation yeah. I'll accept. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was panko. Yeah, you were right. Yeah, Grounds. I was right. They yeah. put them in a blender. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting that you're able to, you know, accept the possibility that... I was wrong. You were wrong about something, but you refused to accept the possibility that you were wrong about the vanilla flavor in... The... Oh, fuck off! <laughs> in the... We never actually double-checked that. We, we don't care. So, like, so honestly, dear for... listeners, we're way too lazy to check our shit. So for people who have not heard this at home, and mostly for Julian because he's confused right now, uh, our second confused. episode, we went to Smoke and Brown, Bones, and uh, our guest standard was my boyfriend, Dean. And some felt, some felt that I was perhaps a little mean. You were a little harsh. A little harsh. A little harsh on Dino. Uh, when, Dino when, there. when Dean suggested that the cornbread we all loved, which yeah. was we all rated it nine, oh, it was yeah. delicious cornbread, mm, cornbread, had cinnamon in it. Cinnamon, that's what it was. And yeah. I was like, "There's no fucking." <laughs> like, like, I just like, was like I just put my foot down and I was like. 
there was cinnamon in the butter that was on top of it, but there was no cinnamon in the... Wow. I was very passionate about it. And I was like, there may have been. It's kind of hard to tell. And Dean was, there definitely was. And, 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 we and then just, we never... And we never checked it out. Way too but, lazy. but people thought I was... And you guys are still together, though. Oh, yeah. No, okay. he's great. They didn't We're break great. up because of that. Yeah, no, so not thought, at all. I thought that's no, where no, this no. was going. And I'm he glad. actually, also for the record, he was totally fine. Like, as I said to him later, I said, you know, I need to apologize to you because I realized I was kind of harsh. And he was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, really? People were upset. And I was like, well, a couple, couple people kind of were like, you were kind of mean. And I was like, was I? I? I felt really bad. I didn't think you were mean. I thought you were just a little bit like... Bitchy. <laughs> no, no, no. It was more just like you were a little less flexible than I would think somebody would normally be about flavor things. That was the only thing. I didn't think you were mean to Dean. I, I think you were bad. just a well, little thank inflexible. You. I, was, I was very impassioned. I really felt like... Mean to Dean. I really felt like there was no cinnamon in the cornbread. There may not have been. Who knows? We'll never know. We'll never we're, know. We're never going to call. We'll never know because we burned the place down. No, we didn't. That's oh, right. terrible. Terrible. Exactly. Nope. Okay, let's move on to the wings. I want to go. I want to go. Place. Oh, good point. I want to go wings next. Well, you wouldn't. A barbecue place wouldn't burn down. It would smoke down. Yes. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> The worst what does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's stupid. Uh, okay, let's talk wings. So, uh, Nikki, go first on the wings. All right. Um, I'm happy to report that the wings were something pretty much the same as what I remember. Yes. I was finally in nostalgia town. Yes. In a good way. Yes. Um, yeah, they were great. I love the wings. Um, they're smoky. There's very few places that I've had smoked wings, like par proper barbecue wings, where you could actually taste that smoky flavor in the wings yeah they had it before they had it now they're juicy um really subtle flavor they're probably brined just like really really simple subtle smoke flavor i was really happy um i'm gonna give them an um, i'm gonna give them an eight and a half cool yeah that's a good rating jules what do you think of the wings so um i i tend to agree with most of that i, I would say the first one i i had um so it was smoky and it was kind of off-putting because it was sometimes this, this the, when you put a certain smoke flavor into something it, it it starts to taste just a little weird and i don't i don't know how to describe what the word is for what that weirdness is but it was almost like smoke like a manufactured smoke it didn't oh okay so it felt fake or like, like synthetic yes and, and it was just like whoa what am i e eating here um but the consistency the crunchiness and then paired with those sauces mm. uh nice and then the second wing did not have was not overpowered on the smoke it was just a hint of it and it was a lot more tender. And so for me, that was a lot better. So on the whole, I would say 7.5 on the wings. Yeah, so my thoughts on the wings were that they were tremendous. Really love the wings. Agree with Nikki that they were the, the closest thing that we had from the previous um, uh, menu. Um, and the smoke was excellent. Uh, uh, they were, there was like a really fantastic, but it was like a light, very light, distinct flavor and spiciness, which is what Nikki said earlier about it being really subtle. I would agree with that. And the crispiness was perfect, especially for a smoked yeah, wing. They were great. Just absolutely perfect. It almost felt like they had been in some way, shape, or form deep fried, which now looking at the description, uh, oh, there, they're house smoked and then deep fried. So uh, that's that why crispiness, so good. but like yeah. just so good. And juicy. Yeah, on the inside. so juicy. So I actually gave them a nine. Good. Yeah, I really like those wings. I could go there 
and just eat wings. Like number that would nine. be a place. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. <laughs> number nine. Uh, so yeah. So that's that's my thoughts on wings. Um, the uh, should we talk um, pulled pork then? Julian, pulled pork for last. Save the pulled pork for last. I think we should. All right. How about mac and cheese then? All right. Let's. So So we we did the mac and cheese balls. But then we had actual mac and cheese Ah. as well. Um, uh, and I was not prepared to eat the mac and cheese because I had the balls, and I was like, eh, they're all right. And then you, you know, I was I was infiltrated by your opinion, and which was, oh, this mac and cheese is good. So I had a taste, and it was really good. I, I have to agree. There was a flavor to it that uh, was distinct for mac and cheese, but made me want to eat more of it. I went back for a couple bites, even though after I was full. Um, and there was a right... The, the cheese on it was sort of the right consistency. It wasn't like liquidy. It was kind of it clung to the actual noodle, uh, and so for me, it was an eight point five on the uh, mac and cheese. Beautiful. So I'm gonna say it was almost perfect, yeah. and I give it a nine. And here's why. So there's things that all mac and cheese should be. The first thing is that it should be fucking elbow pasta. I knew you were gonna yeah. say Not that. Not some twisty bullshit or That's oh, true. We'll use spaghetti. Like no, not that no. anybody's ever done that, but. It should absolutely positively be actual macaroni elbows, not any other kind of crap. So that's the first thing. Secondly, it should have more than one type of cheese in it. If you're just putting one type of cheese in it, that's sacrilege. Unless you're having Kraft Dinner, which is one type of cheese, and even though Kraft Dinner is... 18 chemicals. It's absolute poison. Like, you should not be putting that in your body. It's not fit for human consumption, but there are sometimes when you're craving Kraft Mac and Cheese, and that's what you have to have. So you get a box of KD and just do it. But anyways... All other types of mac and cheese should have the elbow pasta. There should be more than one type of cheese, especially even more types of cheese, as many as you can get in there without it being muddied. It's got to have that clingy cloyiness that yeah. you talked about, Julian. It's <laughs> got to, you know, get all that together. Um, and I think it, it has to have a unique flavor to any other mac and cheese that you've had, but not stray so far that you don't know that it's mac and cheese mm-hmm. anymore. Don't try and do anything too particularly fancy. Don't try to add coriander in there or fucking celery salt or any other shit. Just do a straight up home cooked, I hate using the word home cooked for things that are made in a restaurant, but try to make it seem like it's home cooked, down home, yeah. and uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, uh, comfort food yes, is what mac food. and cheese should be. Yes. And the only thing that was missing from this particular mac and cheese that I think needs to be in every mac and cheese is you gotta have that crispy top. Yes. You gotta have a thing that you can, it's almost like, uh, what's that fucking French onion soup? No, 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 I wasn't thinking that. What's that dessert? That you creme brulee. Crack, creme, creme brulee. brulee. It's almost gotta be like that creme brulee where you gotta crack into it before you can eat it. Not quite that, that hard, but I'll yeah. That. Yeah, so I would say it had all of that except that last thing. I give it a nine. I really loved it. I could, again, I could go to that restaurant and sit and eat the wings and the mac and cheese and be perfectly happy. Mm-hmm. Not not really eating any pork or beef, and that would that would that would make my day. So that's my thoughts on the mac and cheese. All right, so for me, I'm not as much of a purist as Chris is when it comes to what mac and cheese should and should not be. I don't care if it's wiggly noodles or squiggle noodles; it really doesn't bother me. They don't have to be elbow. I'll still be happy. Do I prefer elbow? I do because I think Sacrilege. it holds. I think it holds the sauce better, but I'm not going to hold it against. A pasta, if everything else is so good, like I don't really. But you wouldn't eat mac and cheese if it was made with spaghetti. That would be difficult, or but, like, but entertaining. Just, or like <laughs> orecchi, or like or like bow tie. 
Bow tie would be difficult, I think. Yeah, spaghetti would be weird, but I'm not against it's like, like. Why even do that? If someone just, wanted just, to do like wheels, yeah. you know those like wagon wheels. Yeah, I would totally eat a wagon wheel. Like I said, people sometimes they like to get fancy. It's yeah. just it's fucking. Don't call it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, it also doesn't bother me if it has a crust top. It, I'm indifferent. Um, I think it's a nice to have, not need to have. Um, I'm I'm really just about the the. The pasta mixed with the the cheese sauce on its own that's really all i care about and focus on um so i will say having had the balls and then like the loose pasta on its own <laughs> the free pasta, pasta um it's if you're gonna choose between the two get the mac and cheese yeah, don't, yeah, don't I, get I the agree. balls you're gonna get way more bang for buck for starters if you have to get if, if you if you can only get one i would agree get, yeah that. get the mac and cheese yeah. um I found it, um, it was more luscious. It had more of that, um, the softness and the um, saucy flavor. I was looking for the inside of the ball. Um, even though it had the same flavor on the interior. I mean, it, it obviously it didn't have the, um, the cheese middle curd. cheese curd, yeah. but um, the flavor was identical, except I just think it presented better because it wasn't mushed up in a ball and forced in a fryer. Agreed. Um, so it was, it was better in my opinion. Um, I enjoyed it. I will give it an eight. I think we all rated the mac and cheese higher than we rated the mac and cheese balls. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mine was an eight and a nine and you were a seven, seven and an eight or whatever. Seven and eight, I think. Seven I already forget. Uh, who cares? <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> it, it just, it's better. Just, who cares? Just, let's, get... let's, let's talk slaw. Nikki, what did you think of the slaw? Oh man. I really hated it. <laughs> that's my fault i i did foist the purple slaw upon you rather than the creamy slaw but look let's be honest the portions were so small you got a spoonful of slaw it makes it the medicine tiny. go down you know what i mean are you was, lactose intolerant uh yes or something something Dairy, of the, yes something. so the mac and cheese will be okay <laughs> Guys, it's the weirdest thing. It used to be milk and cream. Like, if I touched it, I, I would just be violently ill. And now it's gotten to the point where I can eat cheese. Uh, like, pizza is fine. I don't feel amazing. But I also do not have the same amount of pain. So okay. something like this, it's like, okay, I feel full. I'll feel bloated for a while, but I'm not in pain. Yeah, feel sick. Um, but I, in that, on that score, yeah. Uh, I am. Um, I, I like the oil and vinegar based coleslaws. Also, unlike Chris, who's very much a coleslaw purist. I'm a creamy coleslaw He's man. He's a creamy coleslaw man. He makes that very clear every episode. I, again, am very indifferent. I don't care if it's a good coleslaw. I don't mind mm -hmm. if it's a cream based one or an oil and vinegar based one. I don't one. hate vinegar based coleslaws. No, I know, I know, I, I know. But it's just cream. you prefer cream. Yeah. I, I don't have a preference. Um, this coleslaw, I gotta I gotta actually pull up what I, what I wrote because it really. <laughs> Coleslaw was just oil and vinegar. Kind of overwhelming. It tasted like something I would make myself and then go, whoops, I fucked this up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, it was just too much of everything. Like, have you ever made one of those types of coleslaws and it was too at home? chunky, too. Where you're I just thought. like, you know, you, you mix, you, you pour it, you don't do it ahead of time. So you have like your shredded cabbage and then you're like, Bloop, bloop, there's a little bit of oil, and then you go, bloop, bloop, oops, I put in too much vinegar. I know what'll fix it, more oh, oil. Oh, yeah. So then you go, bloop, bloop, they're like, oh shit, there's too much oil. Yeah. I've done this at home, yeah. and it honestly tasted like one of my coleslaw disasters. Yeah. Mm. It was too much, 
too much oil. Yes. And it also, it was not, it did not taste like super superior quality olive oil. So if you're going to use that much olive oil, you got to make sure it's like a good olive oil with a beautiful olive flavor. Yeah. Like olive oil. It didn't have that. It tasted like saturated cheap olive oil mixed with way too much vinegar. Um, all I, t there was no nuance. Like to me, yeah. it was just really oily and really vinegary and nothing else. Um, I don't, again, what's, what's the going back to the heyday, I, I don't recall it being like this. Cause I remember I used to order it. I don't remember it being like that. What do you score? I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll go next on that purple slaw as it's called. And I agree completely with Nikki's uh, assessment there, especially the way that she described it being a, like a mistake. It was like getting punched in the face with balsamic vinegar. <laughs> it was just like, what the hell? Like I had one forkful of it and I was like, nope. Now I'm even more angry at Julian for not letting us get the creamy coleslaw. <laughs> and I stabbed him under the table. Did I did, repeatedly. I'm still bleeding, but... Well, we'll get you to the hospital later, okay. but you committed to finishing I the podcast first. I have first. to record this. I'm okay. going I'm, I'm to keep going. Fine. We'll get you an Uber. <laughs> Bye. He's not even going to drive me to the hospital. Yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> That's the joke. No. So, yeah, so I also give it a five. I, I was not at all impressed with that. I might even say four. Also, uh, can we talk about the portion? I mean, Julian touched upon this. Yeah. What the fuck was that portion? It was two s small little, like, what normally you would get ketchup in. Like medicine cups. Right, two of those. And I, I Which, don't... it's fine, but there's three people at the table. If you're going to do that, put a third one there. Correct? Yeah. Am I wrong about no, that? No, Because it's like, then it's a, it's an individual portion. Yeah. Fine. But We I... didn't actually order the mac and cheese, though. So they gave yeah. us a big mac and cheese and two very small... No, no, no. We ordered the mac and cheese. No, I thought we ordered the mac and cheese balls and not the mac and no, cheese. No, no. Do you have your notes? Because Julian actually wrote down we what we ordered, ordered. We ordered both. No, mac and cheese balls. Yeah, we did slaw. not order the mac oh, and so cheese. Oh, so she just brought it out anyway. Uh-huh. And I think she gave us small coleslaw. She for... told us to get the balls rather than the mac and cheese. She did. Yeah. Wait, no, did she? I believe she said if you get the, did not didn't she say get the balls? No, I think she told us that we the should chicken. get the wings instead of the full bird. Oh, okay, yeah. So now uh, I'm confused. We didn't order the we mac did not and order cheese, the mac and cheese, but, but we, we got had it, it anyway with the beans, and then the small um, coleslaw. The small but coleslaw. Here's yeah. a tip, a pro tip. Okay, I understand you want to look like you're hot shit when you're serving. Just write the fucking items down that people order okay it's it's I, I actually prefer that you have a notepad and you write it down i, I don't care or an ipad or whatever it is you need to use don't don't you know what i mean like don't do this fucking run and gun bullshit and and two things got screwed up she said she put it in but there was two things that got screwed up yeah so. i guess the mac and cheese because you know it makes sense now because i did think to myself why did yes. we get both? Like yes. that did occur to me. Yes. When Unless we were she eating. gave it to us, or maybe did she give it to us? I was like, to was try. it cooked? I forget. Like, did we get it for free? Maybe she did say that. I don't remember now. I don't recall that at all. Anyway, uh, I think I uh, back to the slaw. I, I mean, I didn't hate it as much as you guys, just probably because I wanted some sort of vegetable with the, this meat and pasta. Really, honestly, a vegetable 
This is Smokey no, and the Brisket. I know. Not Smokey and the Broccoli. I'm telling you, I need... Well, we didn't get the broccoli salad. I'm, I'm just telling you that I, 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 I think I needed it more than you guys did. And I, I was still kind of... Yeah, I was disappointed in it. The consistency of the, the slaw was, was too chunky. Um, too and it was very slimy. It was, too oily? It was oily. It was slimy. Um, and vinegary? And vinegary. But I mean, I kind of just didn't really think about it because I just wanted some sort of roughage roughage good roughage. word yeah, yeah. that's a word my mother would use it's true you need some roughage i really hope my mom <laughs> oh, no. doesn't listen to this podcast um, she'd hear me swear a lot poor, and poor say mom. roughage um <laughs> uh so uh next up is uh nicky's nicky's nick nicky's nick nick nicky's bean minute bean minute oh beans these beans we're not as good as the beans of three years ago. I'm just going to keep saying it over and over again. So what they do is they do a root beer bean. Um, right. It's, it's cooked in root beer. Um, I like the concept of cola beans or root beer beans. Um, it definitely had a root beer flavor. You could, you know, reminiscent of root beer. You could taste it um, in the back of uh, the, the flavor profile. Um, they were definitely on the sweeter side because they use root beer, so they were quite sugary. They had a good texture, they weren't overly mushy, still soft, um, not crunchy, not overly cooked where they're just emaciated and just gritty, blobby things. Um, when I first started eating them, Chris actually asked me, I think you said something like, is everything okay? Because I had a couple- You were pulling a face. I had a couple bites and I was making, I assume, a very strange face. And what I was doing was trying to figure out what the heck I was eating because my first couple of bites tasted metallic. Mm. Metallic. Were like, you eating your fork? I, well, you know what I think it was? Don't I, eat I, your fork. I don't know for sure. It's not food. It could have been tinfoil. Oh. It could have mm. been tinfoil. Like a teeny, teeny, tiny little... I don't know for sure, but there was something vaguely... Metallic. Metallic. Um, oh irony tasting and the first couple bites i had i was like oh geez and then as i began to eat it more i don't know whether it's because my palate adjusted or it just wasn't that anymore but the more i ate the better it tasted mm. um so the metallic thing was weird i don't know what that fuck what the fuck that was i'm gonna just say it was a misnomer and i'm not gonna hold it against them because sure. i don't know what my brain was doing there i can't say for sure what was going on i don't know if there was something else in there i shouldn't have eaten i'm not gonna make that assumption i'm not gonna accuse them of something i really don't know well you rate the beans <sighs> these beans i'm gonna give <sighs> man i'm gonna give them a seven because they had the texture that i look for in a bean they weren't overly dry they were saucy um, but they were quite sweet and, well, obviously root beer. Um, and a little metallic -y maybe. But overall, I enjoyed them and they did get better as I continued to eat them. That was Nikki's Beans Minute. Beans Minute. Beans Minute. Beans Minute. Oh, beans. <laughs> Julian, what did you think of the beans? Uh, I, I was, I'm in the same boat. Uh, was there meat? Yes. Beans? Okay, that's what I thought. There oh, was there was a, like, there was like hunks of pork or something. Yeah, they, they put yeah, they put a little bit of, of uh, or, or pulled pork or something. Pulled pork it's not in the menu. It doesn't say. It anything. definitely okay, had meat. Because that was a surprise to me. I I didn't even clue in there was root beer. Thank God you reminded me because God, I didn't remember about that when I was eating it. Um, but I I love beans and like you said, the consistency was there. I do like a sweetness to the beans, so I didn't mind. It's seven point five for me. 
Okay. I did not eat the beans because beans are poison and really not fit for human consumption. So I didn't. That's really why it's think. Nikki's Bean Minute and not Chris and Nikki's and Bean Minute. And not an actual thing that we're talking about. <laughs> uh, let's move on to uh, the last thing on the list. I think we're down you to the very last. Save the best for, for last. Or in this case, not the best for last. I was going to say, in this case, so there was a, the worst. There was a slight order entry error or something. We don't really know. Again, and I want to ma- absolutely make this abundantly clear, and I think everybody agrees with me. Melissa was a fantastic waitress, and she, she did was. a really good job, and she was great to talk to and really helped us out with the choosing of the She was fun and, and spunky. She was fun and spunky. Um, uh, but uh, there was some something happened with the pulled pork. It was supposed to come, and it didn't come, so she brought it to us later. And as restaurants are wont to do in those situations, comped it for us, which was great. Um, that was really classy. It was. That, that was, was the a, right thing a cool to do. Move. Yeah. Um, but I got to say, I kind of wish she hadn't brought it because it wasn't very good. No. Yeah, it was really dry. Uh, there was almost no fat rendered throughout it at all. Um, yeah. It uh, was pulled it apart. It was probably sitting on the line the whole time. That's entirely plausible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which and makes sense. We didn't... had eaten everything else yes. and then it came out yes. after yeah. I was, I, it was my fault because yeah. I said, didn't we order pulled pork? And then there was like, I don't know. Did we? I was like, no, we did. I know we did. And, and then, then we Julian, asked her. And then... Yeah, but you were wrong about the mac and cheese. Just, well, that was just now. This is earlier. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I was right earlier. Uh, so yeah. So, anyways, I would say I would probably give it like a five because it really was very disappointing. It was, uh, it was the a down part for the end of the. It, it, it kind of uh, put a damper on the the meal. Yeah. Uh, and and I know my sort of thing going into this whole thing was I'm gonna say thing one more time. Uh, but it, what it was was. Without the sauce, without the flavor, whatever, I just want, like, does the meat taste good in each of these instances? Yeah. And for this, like, there was really nothing to this meat, and it was just, it was dry, there was no flavor to it, and it was cold, so, and it was just like a pile of just, like, fucking stringy meat. It but, was, it, but it I, also was inconsistently stringy, like, there yes, were some where it was a chunk yes. of unpulled pork that's right and then other parts where it was like not appetizing yeah. looking yeah. pulled pork and then other parts where it was appetizing looking pulled pork so it was really parts of it looked like it was just ripped out of the pig carcass it was a true. mixed <laughs> bag nikki your thoughts on the pulled pork uh couldn't agree more guys it was definitely the damper to the oh wait before here. you continue julian what number do you get? oh yes sorry my bad four four whoa um it, it was it was i would say it was borderline gross is what I would call it. Um, it had no flavor, which we mentioned. Mm. No seasoning. Mm-hmm. Maybe salt. And I'm being generous there. Like, it had salt. Um, no fat. Yeah. So, really absent of flavor, because you didn't have the flat and fat, and you didn't have seasoning. So, it was it was bland as, as fuck. Um, it was quite... Um, like hard to eat like it wasn't soft because um we talked we talked about this many times on the podcast before about the different consistencies of pulled pork so you can get uh, pulled pork where it's very very thin these tiny little fibrous shreds and sometimes those shreds are mixed in with a sauce and it just becomes this weird cloud of meat in your mouth and you miss the mouthfeel and on the flip side sometimes they 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 chunk it up too much where rather than having little strips that are, are pulled, you get rather torn out chunks from a carcass. Yeah. And that's chunked pork. Chunked pork. pork. Yeah. Chunked pork. And that's yeah. really what this was presented as. It was just one big pile of bland, colorless, 
emaciated looking not good not delicious pork um i was thinking when i was eating it the thing that could save this would be sauce you know like mm, if you if you drowned exactly. it in sauce yeah. i think it would have helped at least it would have helped yeah. because at least it would have given it more flavor yeah um, you, you turn it into a sauce delivery mechanism yeah that but that, i think that that's the only thing that really could have pulled it through is if you you really put a shit ton of one sauce on it yeah. uh to make it work um i was really disappointed uh we've talked about the concept of pulled pork fatigue on the show <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know. it, there was a time there five or six years ago where every fucking restaurant under the sun had to have, even including the chains and the fast food joints, had to have a pulled pork sandwich, That's and almost right. none of them were able to do it right. Yeah, and you'd think that a place that's supposed to be a smokehouse and supposed to be specializing in barbecue could at least get that right. And I've got to say, I can remember their pulled pork never really being their specialty. It was never really their best thing, but it was always much better than we've had. Like yeah, I probably much would have rated at least a seven or Me an eight too. before. Me too. Whereas the one that we had at Smoke and Bones was a nine or a ten. I mean that blew my mind. It was, it was amazing. perfect. Mm. Um you know, so there is that, I would say. The one thing that was really disappointed me though about this trip and I was really looking forward to it is I've always said that Hogtown Smoke makes the best burnt ends in the city and they did not have burnt ends. They were out of burnt ends. That, that happens. Restaurants run out of stuff. So, you know, I, I get that. Mm -hmm. But I really was looking forward to the burnt ends and quite disappointed it didn't happen. Let's let's talk for a moment about sauces. Can I give the rating? Yeah, yeah sorry. Go ahead. Four. Four. Yeah. So a four, four, and a five. Um, so let's talk sauces. And I don't want to go too deep because they had like a bunch of different sauces. But let's just talk about the three main sauces. The hog father, which is the one that's pretty spicy. Yep. The hog mother, which is the one that's less spicy, and then the black and blue, which is supposed to be like a non-spicy but more fruity, flavorful sort of uh, flavor to it. Let's talk about whether or not we like those. Julian, what did you think of the? Three the last sauces? one I think was great. Uh, was, yeah. Again, I like the sweet barbecue sauces with a bit of smoke. I'm not crazy into heat. I like a bit of heat, but when it overpowers, not for me. So. Did you uh, find the hog father yes. overpowering? A little bit. So did you think the hog mother was the nice sweet spot in between? Yeah, but I did appreciate the other, the black, the black and blue. blue the most. Yeah. And then we had the other ones too, which was like the whatever. Hot sauces. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the hot sauces were not even, like one or two of them were not crazy hot. There was a berry one, which I liked. There was like a... That one wasn't supposed to be hot. The really dark colored one, that yes. wasn't supposed okay, to be so... hot. Oh, what did the other heat, two though? were supposed to be it heat, heat, but I don't think it was supposed to be hot. In terms oh, of a I think it was. I think sauce. it was supposed to be one of oh. the signature hot flavors. That was my impression. Well, they used to have the I saw ghost pepper, and they didn't have that. The mango. Time. The mango. No, yeah. that, the, no, that was different. They also had the mango habanero, and they don't mm. make that anymore. And it was That's good. been a few years since yeah. they've done yeah. that. So, um, I would agree with Julian's assessment on that. Um, I would say that the hog father is maybe. It's not so much that it's too hot. Um, if you're not a hot barbecue sauce fan, I could totally see that being the assessment. But sure. what I would say is that it's a little bit too sharp. I don't particularly like that aspect of the heat to it. Um, the hog mother, if I'm looking for something that's not fruity and sweet, the hog mother is fantastic. I love that sauce. I would buy it in a jar. I think they sell it and just yeah. eat it on its own. But the black and blue, on the other hand, is excellent. If you want a sweet you know, nice mid-level sort of enjoyable with almost everything type of sauce. The black and blue might be my favorite sauce in the city. 
I really do love the black and blue, and they haven't changed that at all, and it, it's consistently been very, very good for all those years. Um, Nikki, your thoughts on the sauces? Black and blue, much like the wings, was the only thing I remember being the same. Uh, yeah. It tasted just like I remember it. Uh, it's my favorite sauce they make. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a great sauce. It's really unique. I don't know any other place that makes something even similar. It really is unique to them. Um, it's delicious. It, it's sweeter. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just really fucking good. Um, yeah, it's a great sauce. More robust, more complex in flavor. I do appreciate very much that they do have three sauces like on tap, so to speak, that you just have at your disposal. Um, that's a nice feature because a lot of places don't do that. They'll just have their one house sauce. I think if your house sauce is killer, you don't necessarily need more, more bells and whistles. Well, that's like Beach Hill Smokehouse. Yeah. They have the one, the one sauce. Standard the sauce. only thing that I dislike about it is that they have it in that one station where you got to go yeah. and fill up the dealies. And I don't know, maybe that's a North Central Texas barbecue thing that those restaurants have you fill up the plastic thing yeah. and bring it back to your table but like i would appreciate it's like, like i love it when you go to a pho restaurant and you're having your soup and there's sriracha right there like yeah. i love that it's right on the table and i love that they do that at hog yeah in hog town you get you get right one there. of everything so you get the hog mother yeah. hog father you get the blue buck and blue um our server was also nice enough to bring out three additional hot sauces because yeah. she asked us if we were interested in that so if you're looking for hot sauce you do seem to have to request that they don't just give it to you willy-nilly um i liked the hot sauces i thought they were all different they they had different consistencies different heat levels different burn levels um i enjoyed them for someone who likes hot sauces i think they were great um, they did have a blue-based one as well that was, I think, blueberry-based. I can't remember what she called it, but... Well, I think the black and blue is blueberry-based No, as but well, so but was this one. one was it also... was, like, fruit-based. Yeah, it was, it was. It was blue. I think it was blueberry as well. So let me ask you this question, Nikki. Yeah? Did you mix any of the meats with any of the sauces to get you a Sigourney Weaver? Or were some of them terrible, terrible Bobcat Goldthwaites? In this case, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do either, but I, I think as far as the full pulled pork goes, uh, you know, you'd hope for Sigourney because that's the only thing that would have made it better. One particular piece of brisket with the black and blue, with the perfect fat marbling, mm -hmm. made me stop. That's how good that was. I wouldn't say it was a number yeah. 10 moment, but it was pretty close. Yeah, I agree. Same yeah. thing for me. Yeah, that black yeah. and blue is really fantastic. Yeah, with the brisket, yeah. Might just have to buy some. Might just have to buy some. Yeah, if they sell it, I would buy it. I think they do. That's it's good. Yeah. That was really good. I should probably look that up, and I'm way too lazy. Um, <laughs> uh, so now it's time for Toronto Barbecue News. Over to our correspondent in the field, Nikki Ashworth. Nikki? All right, so this is going to be really sloppy. <laughs> so there's some guy. Um, he... <laughs> so I should do the teletype Not noise? right now. Not, right. Wait, let me find the fucking article first. All right, so in Toronto Barbecue News, there's a guy who's been all over lately. He's been on BlogTO, recently featured in Toronto Star uh, today, Wednesday, August 14th, which is the day we're recording. His name is Alex. He's a retiree who a couple years ago decided, 
what the heck, I need a hobby, I'm gonna get into barbecue. Apparently he knew somebody who knew a little bit about barbecuing, taught him some things, he got really, really into it. So this guy has been creating a backyard barbecue available for donation at his house. So basically it's pay what you can. He has suggested prices. You wait in line and you pick up your brisket and your ribs. Um, some people are calling it the best in the city right now. And this gentleman, Alex, is uh, the way he explains it in the articles is he's practicing to hopefully compete in barbecue fairs and festivals. He wants to get those ribbons. He wants to get those trophies. He thought the best way to do it would be to practice and get reviews from people, get feedback and uh, be able to compete in the future. Um, now, the puzzling thing about these articles, um, the Toronto Star article came out today and the blog TO one, um, when I first found out about him, came out yesterday on Tuesday, is um, what he's doing is technically illegal. <laughs> Uh, because he doesn't have a food handling license. Yes, um, we, he we does, have municipal laws. Yes, yes. He, he does, <laughs> he apparently did make a business, like he has like a business number or a license, but in terms of all the food dine safe stuff, he doesn't have that a, at all. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they're reporting on it and like saying at the same time, it, you know, people really love it, but it's also illegal. So I don't know if Alex is going to be around even by the time that this airs because because it seems as though it could be taken away. Um, the Toronto Star article actually purposely didn't mention his last name, but they showed a giant photo of him. So, and they actually don't say what neighborhood he's in. Um, Do you think the DineSafe people have facial recognition software? Probably, <laughs> probably not. No, um, I would guess they don't. Know I mean, I wish, I wish this dude well. He seems really, really passionate. Um, he has a state-of-the-art Myron Mixon gravity feed smoker. That sounds really fucking fancy. It does sound fancy. Um, apparently, it, it's used by professionals, and a crane was needed to lift it into his house. So, through the backyard. So, this guy's really dedicated to doing barbecue right. All the more so power to him. I just I hope give he doesn't him, you know, get in power, any trouble. Power to him. Um, apparently, you can pre order, but they don't say how. So, that's not very helpful. I would be willing to try it myself, but I also know that it could potentially mean. Well, um, let's, let's see if we can get there. And if they shut him down before we can get there, let's still see if we can get a hold of him. And maybe he'd be willing to just cook for us and be our guest diner on, I would, the, on the barbecue. I think that that would be great. Talk to us about barbecue. Yeah. And tell us what he thinks about the things and the stuff in his competition. I'll uh, I'll see it. And apparently, it started just kind of on a whim where he was just barbecuing himself. Started giving it to his neighbors, passing it over the fence, and people were saying, "This is good enough that you should do something about this." So we got a lot of encouragement. I don't think it was his intention to sell it originally, but he got so much encouragement. Well, he's from, not selling it. Well, it's. Donation, yeah, or suggested donation. Um, I think that's how Backpage works as well, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I will say one one quote that I was kind of like, uh, was he mentioned how the very first time when he had success with ribs that he went to No Frills and just bought a pack of ribs, and I was like, no, if he's using No Frills ribs, there might not be... The most quality well, he might he might have with... a new meat supplier now. Who yeah, knows? but maybe yeah. he can make magic with with cheaper meat. If we recall correctly from what Terence and uh, Darian told us from uh, uh, Beach Hill Smokehouse, that finding a good meat supplier in this city is it's not hard. easy. It's hard. A lot of people just do not know what good barbecue meat is supposed to be like. So that's I'm sure a problem as well. <laughs>
Um, I found out where it is. The blog Tio um, mentioned that well, he. Well, wait, wait a minute. We don't want to out this guy. Give us a rough. No, area. It's, it's, no, I don't have an exact address. Oh, it's, okay. a, it's an intersection. It's in his backyard near Dupont and Dufferin. Look for the signs. It's close to where I live. It's mm. every weekend from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. And mm. his ribs are cheap, 12.50 a pound, and his uh, brisket is 30 a pound. Pretty cheap. All right, Dupont and yeah. Dufferin. Eh? Dupont and Dufferin. Come up. I thought you were so farther east than. Go that. find Alex. Lower Gladstone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you go to the Gladstone a lot and just hang out? No, that's much further south. Yeah, I know. I'm just fucking with you. It's also terrible. Well, yeah, it is. It's not as bad as the Brunswick House. Did they shut the Brunswick House down? I Isn't that they not did. It's a pharma Oh plus. my god, Brunny. The remember the Brunny, and you'd go there on like a Saturday night when you really should not have. You're not legally when allowed really to be in that place. place. Can I tell you a story yourself? about the Brunny? Okay. I only go went for it. once in my life. Yeah. I was in university. Before I left, I'd never gone there before. I didn't know the reputation it had. Just had some friends who wanted to go, and I was like, "Okay, let's go out fun times." A guy came up to me. His name is, I remember, Phil Chertok, and he said to me, "Nikki, don't go there. Two things are gonna happen when you go there. You're gonna get sexually harassed, and you're gonna see a bar fight." Yes. And that's exactly what happened. Yes, I saw. The brunny, I saw every... one guy throw a chair over somebody else, like smash him on the head. And um, some, I had like the worst like uh, like um, sexual harassment, not even harassment, like it was straight up assault. And this was like, you know, pre Me Too and shit like that. But this guy came up behind me and actually put his hands down the back of my pants. Jesus fucking And God. he grabbed my ass and lifted me <gasps> up. And I started screaming. I was like literally like up in the air, suspended, going, uh -huh. ah! And uh, a bouncer, somebody was like, get the fuck off of her. And they kicked him out. Good. And then I was really shaken. And then I bumped into, I actually remember this really well. I bumped into an old high school friend that I hadn't seen in years. And I just said, I want to get out of here. So we went to Future Bakery and we just uh, hung out and caught up. And ended up, being really, ended up being a really nice way to end Did the night. Did you have some right? pierogies or pancakes while you were there? Future's great pierogies. I don't think I did because it was don't too late. It was too late. But how? Yeah, that's the Brunswick, and it's a Pharma Plus now. So uh, good riddance. My memory of the Brunswick is I went with my friends uh, um, Dan and Murray, and uh, uh, Murray is now a Christian minister of some variety. I don't know. I don't talk to him anymore. Um, anyways, Mur so Dan and Murray and I were there, and we were we were leaving. Dan actually. and Murray. Dan oh. and Murray. M-U-R-R-A-Y. Dan and Not Marie? Dan and Marie, which is the mother and father of a very good friend of ours, Brian. Shout out to Brian McDonald for making the podcast for the first time. Anyways, no. Dan and Murray. And so we were leaving because it was late. And there had been this one woman who was there who had been eyeing Murray pretty much the whole night. Um, and she was a... I'm going to say she was a voluptuous woman. A well-endowed in the chestal region in the boob area in the yes. you said yeah. it anyways and so as we were leaving we were walking past her and she swung around on her bar chair and grabbed murray by the back of the head and said you're my boyfriend now and forced his face into her cleavage that's also a major sexual assault right there it is yeah and motorboated herself kind of and then <laughs> let murray go after what i thought no human could possibly 
be able to hold their breath for that length of time. And Murray went, Mama. And no. then he did. And then he Who went and that? shook his head and went, No. And we left. Wow. That's, like, that's like it wasn't a joke. Yeah, yeah. I, like I might be remembering it wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what I'm <laughs> I was like 19 at the time, maybe, or even maybe not 19. Oh my God, that reminds me of like Lena Hyena from Roger Rabbit. What a man! It was basically that it was basically that kind of like he yeah. just. I think his mama was like a like a, I am scared, and I oh, yeah. have to go back to the womb yes, kind of yes, reaction yes, for sure. Yeah, because she really held him in there, and like he was squirming, and Dan and I were looking at each other like, should we do something? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that. I'm sure that the type of sexual harassment that normally happens there is happens in the other direction. I'm sure that, or used to, because it's not there anymore. But yeah, uh, as Nikki's uh, story uh, would indicate. I don't want you getting harassed in the Pharma Plus. So it's... <laughs> I do. You mean nobody's going to stick their hand down my pants in the Pharma Plus? I hope not. I mean, it's possible, but I, I really plus. hope it doesn't... <laughs> It's one of, one of the, the pharmaceutical cons- consultations. Yeah, exactly. I really hope they don't have to do that. I think they just tell you how to take an aspirin. If any pharmacist tells you they need to put their hand down, down your, your pants, pants to ass- assess something, you run. <laughs> call the police. And you call the police. Call the police. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, uh, Nikki, can you give us our um, uh, social media Please. One more time? Sure. <laughs> our email is smokybrisketpodcast at gmail.com. Our... Uh, Jesus Christ. Instagram. Sorry. Our, I was like, our IG? What's that? IG. IG. Our Instagram is sm- at Smoky Brisket. Oh my God, I can't speak. Can we just do this over? I'm yeah. going to start from the beginning. Hey, Nikki, can you give us our social media? Absolutely. Our email is smokybrisketpodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram is at smokybrisketpodcast. Our Facebook, facebook.com slash Smoky brisket. Uh, our Twitter is at smoke brisket. That's smoke brisket. And um, to get all the uh, podcasts in your life and peruse other ones, you can go to smokyandthebrisket.podbean.com and we are available where all good podcasts are found on every major distributor. That That's just correct. our homepage. That is correct. Julian, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate uh, it, man. This was a, a pleasure and uh, an honor. <laughs> and I will never do it again. But uh, <laughs> well, uh, we wouldn't invite you back because we don't have repeat guests. Well, that's too bad because it would be great to be asked back so we could go to the place that we uh, were going to go. Yes, to. but I, think- uh, okay. I just realized we forgot something. What? That's kind of important. That we. Oh, we haven't done our. Our, our final, our final ratings. ratings for the actual show. Yeah. What oh. boneheads? Okay. What boneheads? Yeah. Julian, you go first. What's your What's your final rating out of ten for uh, 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 Hogtown Smoke in Toronto? I mean, I don't, I don't want to hate on this place because you know that's what the internet's for. Everyone just hates on everything. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give them a seven. Okay. Cool. Nikki. I'm going to give them a seven as well. Okay. I'm going to go a little bit higher because I really did love all the mac and cheese related things. And I really love those wings. Um, and, and I, I did, you know, like the, the ribs to a degree towards the end. So I'm going to give it an eight. Fair. Okay. So that's Smokey and the Brisket episode number zero, zero six. Thanks for joining us. Nikki, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> 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 Gotta keep that in. That's funny. <laughs>